Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. truth and pure grace. That's what we're talking about in our series, Total Reality. We're defining total reality, the life that God has purposed for you as pure love, pure truth, and pure grace. And far too often uh, in the body of Christ, what has been emphasized and strongly um, proclaimed is truth. But often, uh, love and grace have been forgotten or left out. The life that God has purposed for you must have all three of these ingredients working together. If you've got truth and you don't have love and grace, you're not going to be able to make it. You're not going to be able to live the life that God has for you. It's love. In fact, remember the Apostle Paul saying, the greatest of love. Hope and faith is love. Love is the greatest thing. Love is the person of God. We saw last week that actually Jesus is the person of all three. He is love, he is truth, and he is grace. It was Christ who brought all three of these into the earth in person. And that's what our series Total Reality is about. We want you to experience the love, the truth, and the grace of God in your life every day. And that's when overflow takes place. That's when wholeness begins to happen. That's when freedom comes. But are there any scientists out there? Don't they say that uh, geometry or chemistry, that the, the strongest structure is a triangle? Yeah. I mean, somebody confirm that if you can for me. But uh, Fact check. when you've got three things, <laughs> you got all three of those things, yeah. that's, a, that's a strong structure, a strong foundation. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's so good. Yeah. I want to pray a prayer from Ephesians chapter three, starting in verse 16. We're going to read it out of the passion translation. We're going to read it and pray it. Have you ever done that? Have you ever read the Bible and prayed it out loud? That's something to do regularly. This is one of the best prayers you'll find. And this is where we're going to start in our series uh, today. Part two, Ephesians chapter three, verse 16 through 20. I'm going to pray this for the highway family. It says, I pray that he would unveil within us in Jesus name. This is for our highway family, highway church, that he would unveil within us. Come on, join your faith with me. The unlimited riches of his glory and favor. And I want you to think about your daily life, the people that you interact with, the places you go. I pray today that the God the Father would unveil within each of us, wherever we live, wherever we go, wherever we work, whatever we do, he would unveil within each of us the unlimited riches of his glory and favor. Until supernatural strength floods our innermost being, with his divine might and explosive power. 
See yourself filled with the Spirit of God everywhere you go. See yourself filled with the explosive power of God, with the, with the uh, love of the Father everywhere you go this week. This is our prayer this morning. Then by constantly using your faith, by walking with him, by trusting in him, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. You've got to trust him as you go throughout your day. Remind yourself that he's for you. Remind yourself that he's given, he gave his son for you, and it's his pleasure to give you all things. The life of Christ will be released in you this week, released in you and through you, deep inside of you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of our lives. Hallelujah. Let's just absorb that right now. Let's grab a hold of that. The, the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of our lives. Amen. Then we will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. There are dimensions of the love of Christ we have not yet experienced. It's time to experience dimensions of his love and favor and grace and truth that we have not yet experienced. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Oh, endless. I love that. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends your understanding. This extravagant love pours into us until we are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. The extravagant love of God pouring from our spirits into our soul, into our body, into the life of our lives around us, into the people that we meet, into the situation and circumstances that we are in. The extravagant love of the Father flowing through you today on Father's Day. Today, as you go throughout the week, Monday, Tuesday, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. Everywhere you go, the power of God is working in you. The love of Christ is overflowing in you. Everywhere you go, he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Wow. He will, I want to say that again, he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request in Jesus' name. He will achieve infinitely more than your most unbelievable dream in Jesus' name. He will exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all. This fills us with a confidence that's divine. 
No, this is the heart of God towards us. And Father, we thank you for this reality in our lives, for this reality in this highway family. We thank you for it on this Father's Day in 2023, for the reality of you outdoing every dream, every request, every imagination, for you going beyond the, the desires of our heart and blessing us and showing yourself strong on our behalf in every situation and circumstance of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Last week, we, wanted to get, we, we were heading that way. We didn't quite get to it. But we want to look at Jesus as the person of love, the person of truth, and the person of grace in his ministry. Remember, we want all three of these working together. Not one of those should take a back seat ever in our lives. We want all three to be working together every day in every situation, his love, his truth, and his grace. So we're going to go to John chapter 8, John chapter 8. And we're going to start in verse 1. And remember last week we saw Jesus as the person of all three. We looked at 1 John 4. Uh, I believe it was 16. And then Jesus as a person of truth in John 14, 6. And Jesus as a person of grace in John 1, 14 and 17. So here he is, the person of love, truth, and grace. And he's ministering to people, to you and to me. Verse 1 of John chapter 8 says, Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him and sat down. <clears throat> Excuse me. He sat down and taught them. Then the, then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him. These are the religious experts, the experts in the Scriptures. The scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that we should she should be stoned, that such should be stoned. But what do you say? Now, this is interesting. Uh, they're, what are they doing here? They're not interested in this, this woman's well-being. They're not interested in love. They're not interested in truth. They're not interested in grace. What are they trying to do? Create controversy. They're trying to trap Jesus. They're trying to get him to say something, to do something, so they can snare him and turn the crowd against him. This happens in our culture that we're living in. There are a lot of people that will uh, raise things through social media, uh, different platforms, and they may have some truth in what they're saying, but their goal is not truth. Their goal is not love. Their goal is not grace. Their goal is to create controversy because they have an agenda. So it's important to, to see through all this love, truth, and grace together when able to see through the falsehoods, and the strategies of the enemy in your life. And they begin using the scriptures. Remember, they were religious experts, but you know what? They were wrong scripturally. I want to read to you this, what the scripture they're referring to, Leviticus 
It says this, the man who commits adultery, notice it starts with the man. They didn't even mention the man. Where was the man? They grabbed the woman. They probably set her up, maybe, huh? And the man who, who she was committing adultery with wasn't even there. Didn't even mention him. But the law talks about the man. The man who commits adultery with another man's wife, he who commits adultery and his neighbor's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. Why didn't they bring the man? Because they're not interested in truth or love or grace. They have an agenda. So Jesus, I love Jesus. He's so good. You know, they can, you can't trap love, truth, and grace. You can't do it. This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. <laughs> but Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. Don't let anyone pressure you into responding when they bring their accusations. They're trying to get you to say something you shouldn't say or do something you shouldn't do. And I love how Jesus responds here, as if he didn't hear them. <laughs> oh, that's good. Verse 7. So when they continued asking him, they're badgering him. They want, they're trying to force him. And you know, how many have been in a situation where someone will pressure you to respond in a way you don't want to respond? Love, truth, and grace won't do that. And love, truth, and grace won't give in to that. Hallelujah. So they're badgering him. He, he raised himself up. That's powerful. This is ministering to me. I'm reading here. He raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Oh, that was unexpected. That wasn't in their strategy. Love, truth, and grace. Love that. He was without sin among you. Let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down. So he's not hollering at them. He's not uh, throwing fists. He stands up. They're badgering him. He says, let him who's without sin be the first one to throw the stone. And then he goes back down. And he continues writing on the ground. Chill. Oh, I've got so much to learn from Jesus. Yes, we do. We don't we? Mm -hmm. He's chill, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I love that. Never, never worried, never rushed. No. Never in a hurry. Oh, help us, Jesus, mm -hmm. to be slow to speak, mm -hmm. slow to become angry, mm -hmm. quick to listen. James 1.19. <laughs> and again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, verse 8, verse 9, then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And don't read the Bible too fast. I try and put myself there in my imagination and see what was going on. So these legalistic men, these self-righteous men who claim to be about truth probably set a trap for this woman. Don't care about the guy. 
trap this woman, bring him before Jesus, because their, their goal is to trap Jesus, to publicly uh, discredit him. And there's Jesus, not, not flustered in the least. Why? Because love is greater than the strategies of the enemy. Truth is greater than the strategies of the enemy. Grace is greater than the strategies of the enemy. So all the, all the self-righteousness, the pride, the tradition, the, the strategies have, have dissipated. And there's no one standing before this woman but love, truth, and grace. And this is what changed her life. When Jesus had raised himself up, that's twice he raised himself up. There's an internal strength in you in the midst of conflict that will give you the strength to stand and to be at rest. He will raise you up in the midst of pressure. And you won't have to say a thing but what he would give you to say. Mm-hmm. Boy, this is good to, to train ourselves That's in. Right. Mm-hmm. No matter what someone says to you, you're at work and someone comes at you with a problem or accuses you of something or puts pressure on you to say or do something. Let the Holy Spirit strengthen you. You're under no obligation to respond or, or to, to yield to peer pressure. Under no obligation whatsoever. Any pressure that any person would put on you holds no weight in the kingdom of God. The pressure that people put on us to agree with them, to do what they think we should do, hold has no bearing on your destiny. It has no weight. Uh, it's not a part of what the Father has for you. Don't let peer pressure move you. Just be chill. Just rest in him. Let him raise you up in that situation. And boy, he does that. I'm thinking that there is, you said yield, don't, you know, yield yourself to that. To that pressure. Because truth is a spirit. Mm-hmm. Grace is a spirit. Yes. Love is a spirit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, in the face of a spirit that is opposed to those things or contrary to those things, we have the opportunity to maintain that spirit mm-hmm. of love, truth, and grace, yeah. and to impact um, not with our thank you our that. reactions or our, you know because then we just participate in the same mm-hmm. silly spirit. But we want to bring that spirit of love, truth, and grace. Um, we speak out of that. We respond mm-hmm. out of that. Out. We maintain that wherever we go. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. impact other spirits <laughs> with mm-hmm. that spirit with which we carry. So as we talk about these three things, realize mm-hmm. that there is a, um, uh, a they are, there's a spirit or a nature about them that has the ability to impact mm-hmm. other natures, natures opposed, which is exactly what Jesus is doing here. Mm-hmm. They're bringing a critical spirit, a condemning spirit, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. law keeping spirit. And Jesus, by his actions and words, brings a different uh, a different spirit unfamiliar to them <laughs> yeah so this this the peace of Christ is here that's where right. there's love truth and grace peace will reign and we maintain that that's yeah. what we yield to yeah. Yeah. we don't give over to the pressure of other mm. things or mm. what other people are bringing we maintain and bring that spirit
I have a truth. I want us to, to exalt Christ here. Yes. As, as I said, historically, what does the church in America emphasize? Truth, 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 truth. And love and grace were just about forgotten. You got to have all three. When you emphasize, when truth begins to become the thing you focus on and not love truth and grace, you end up becoming legalistic, prideful, self-righteous, arrogant, causing strife and division. Uh, Bondage sets in. You end up uh, forcing other people into bondage or or, uh, pressuring others to accept what you think is right. And uh, it just becomes a very ugly thing. Mm -hmm. We need the full person of Christ. We need love. We need truth. And we need grace. So here it is. Here's this woman who is trapped by self-righteous religious experts. And they've all walked away because they realize they're in the presence of love, truth, and grace. And here's this woman who was a sinner standing in the presence of the head of the church who is love, truth, and grace. And what does he say to her? Is he mad at her? No. He's not. But she was caught in the act of adultery. Mm -hmm. Get her, Jesus. That's the attitude we see a lot among believers sometimes, among Christians. That's wrong. Right. He's not that way. Or disgusting. I've seen demonstrations where there's nothing wrong with going out. And, and giving support to good things. And if you want to go out and have a public support of what you believe, but there shouldn't be anger on our face. We shouldn't be hollering back at the other side. Why? Because love, truth, and grace go together. So we, we're smiley people. Even if we're demonstrating or going out in support of a good cause, We've got smiles on our faces. And people can holler at us and call us names, and we love them back. That's how we do. This is what Jesus did. So Jesus raised himself up, saw no one but the woman. He said to a woman, where are those accusers of yours? (laughs) Which means he wasn't one of them. He's not including himself in that group. Those accusers of yours. Jesus is not in the accusing group. He's not in the condemning group. He never has been, never will be. And remember, Jesus is the exact representation of God the Father. Exactly. So come on, church. Who are we representing? Are we representing the Father when we go out into public and and speak with different points of view and, and someone's saying something or doing something they shouldn't do? Do we represent the Father? Or do we represent our own flesh another, or, another or, or another spirit. Thank you. That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Woman, where are those accusers of yours? She wasn't sad that they left. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, has no one condemned you? Man, he's just so good. I just love. One of my favorite things to do is read through the Gospels and look at how Jesus responds to people. That's one of the best ways to learn the nature of your heavenly father. Because he is the nature of God. Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. So she is, imagine, I can't, well, I tried. What's this woman feeling right now? 
Gee, what a day she's had, right? And now in the midst of, she thought she was about to get stoned. Imagine the trauma of that, right? The religious experts have dragged me before this controversial figure. In the, out in public, I've just been exposed. They're saying the law says to stone me. What's going to happen to me? And all of a sudden, all that anger and hatred and self-righteousness, it dissipates. And she's in the presence of love. And she has the strength to speak now. That's what love, truth, and grace do. It gives you the strength to calmly speak. She says, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So he didn't agree with sin. We never agree with sin. Why? Because sin brings death. So love doesn't mean you agree with sin. It means you don't condemn the person who's involved in the sin. You have to understand there's a difference between the sin that someone's committing and the person. Right. Sin is a behavior. Right. Sin is not a who that person is. That's very, very important, Joseph. As we came off of the identity series, this became very clear that there is an attempt uh, in the world Mm. to equate your identity with your behavior. Mm. But our identity has come from God himself, we had said. Uh, And so this is very good to remember. Maybe we can take a lesson and mm-hmm. not take on the spirit of the world, which tries to equate a person's value and identity with their behavior, yep. but rather to separate and say, this is not who they are, mm-hmm. but rather it's how they are. Uh, I love that distinction. Mm-hmm. How right? they're behaving, right? It's their behavior. Exactly. Yeah. It's not who they are. Nope. It's how they are behaving. It's how they're operating. It's how they understand things. But that's not who God created them to be. And so it's just so, so important that Mm -hmm. when we stand and make a stand against a cause, which is, Mm -hmm. is a fine thing to do, to defend and to push back and to maintain territory uh, on controversial things, that's a fine thing to do. But the people in the middle of those things, mm-hmm. they maintain mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. and Christ died for them. Yes. And we are ambassadors of Christ to those people, even in the midst. And so remember that that was such a great distinction. It's not who they are. Mm-hmm. It's how they're doing. Yeah, it's yeah. their behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus created this woman. That's right. He knit her together in her mother's womb. He knew how valuable she was. That's right. Every human being has that value. Because they were created by God in his image. Every human being has that value. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You know, he didn't not. Oh, this is so good. Look what he says right after that. I am the light of the world. I'm the light you need to be free from your sin. That's right. That's so good. He doesn't just say, okay, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Don't sin anymore. I can't help you. Uh, no. And you're on your own to figure that <laughs> He's out. He's inviting her into relationship yeah, yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. That's so good. I don't condemn you. Your accusers are gone. I'm not going to condemn you. Go and sin no more. I'm the light you need to be free. 
come into the light. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let Jesus fill you with the light and love of the Father, and sin will have no hold on you anymore. I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Obviously, adultery would be darkness, sin, right? But have the light of life. Follow me. He's inviting this woman that religion has totally rejected and wrote off for dead into a relationship with him in the midst of this all. How powerful is that? And this is who the Father is. In the midst of the worst behavior you've just done, he said, I don't condemn you. Sin no more. Let my light come into your life and show you who you really are. Because the sinful uh, acts that you've been committing, the sinful behavior you've been involved in is not who you are. And when you put your trust in me, the light of who I am will reveal your true identity and you'll realize sin has no hold on you anymore because I'm the light of the world. Romans 8. Well, let me read the Passion Translation of verse 12. I am the light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. He's speaking to the woman. Wow. You can be free from the pain, the hurt of your past, and all that you've done by walking with me. And I want to I want to finish this portion of our uh, series, part two, with this scripture. This woman in the presence of the light of the world, who's not condemning her and inviting her into relationship, in the midst of probably her worst day. Romans eight one says, and the message says, with the with the arrival of Jesus. See see Jesus coming into this woman's life. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ. You talked about different spirits. There are spirits involved in controversy. There are spirits involved in political agendas. There are spirits involved in social media posts. We're living in a spiritual warfare. It's just the reality of it. There are spirits of darkness in heavenly places that are trying to discourage you, trying to confuse you, trying to give you a fake ID trying to uh, keep you from walking in the light of Christ and being your true God-given, God-authored self. Jesus is the way to have victory over that, to walk in his light. There's a new power in operation. It's the spirit of life in Christ. It's like a strong wind that has magnificently cleared the air, freeing us from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. There's a new power Mm -hmm. in operation. It's the power of love, truth, and grace. It's the spirit of Christ. We see this in the disciples after the resurrection when they were born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
And we see the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth that was just involved in sinful behavior. And Paul would say to them, don't you know that you are the temple of the living God? In other words, that's not who you are. Paul would remind the church of who they were in Christ. That's the answer to be free from sin. Not to analyze your sin, not to, to, to go through and rehearse it and think that's a, but to look to Christ and realize this is not who I am. Christ came to set me free from this, and I'm going to walk in the light of Jesus Christ in my life. Yeah, when you're born again, when you receive Jesus as your Lord, yeah. you then receive that spirit of Christ, that spirit of life. Yeah. And now it dwells within you as a born again believer. So you carry within yourself the spirit of life, the spirit of light, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of truth, grace, and love. It's just uh, tremendous, the transformation that we truly do get transferred when we put our faith in Christ out of darkness and into light, into the kingdom of Christ, into, into God's dear son. It's just so remarkable, so amazing, the transformation, what Christ has accomplished for us, and we get to participate in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a spirit of life of, in Christ, of Christ in us. That's right. Hallelujah. And he's raising us yes. to walk as he walks yes. in our interactions with people, in yes. our daily lives. Amen. <laughs> oh. Maybe we'll get into that next time. He's changing me. I'll tell you that right now. He's and changing me. me. And me. And um, he's changing you, isn't he? He's changing us. Yes. We want to invite you to come on this journey with us. You know, we're just, we're endeavoring to walk with him in our lives and follow him. And it's just, there's just nothing sweeter than trusting in him with your whole life. So we want to, that's kind of, that's, that's the, the, motivation behind what we do here at highway is to help people experience Christ in their daily lives. And we want to invite you to to join with us. And if you're not already to become a part of highway church, all you need is an internet connection and to, to grab a hold of the message that we bring. It's a message of the love, the truth, and the grace of God. And it's a message that sets people free and empowers them to live their God authored identity. So as you're listening and and tuning in, if you're not already a part of this church, we invite you to to become a part today by um, participating in our broadcasts on Sunday mornings, our live streams, our Bible studies, Wednesday nights. Um, We have a weekly encouragement we send out via email. You can sign up for that on our website, and there's a subscribe button in the top right. It says, add some encouragement to your week. Um, We invite you to come with us on this journey of love, truth, and grace. And uh, we're going to continue this as long as we need to continue it, but next week for sure. Um, I want to pray for us right now. Father, thank you for love, truth, and grace leading the way in our lives. Thank you for changing us, Mm -hmm. for helping us to respond to people as you respond with love, truth, and grace to be chill in the midst of uh, peer pressure or challenging situations, to let you raise us up, to speak as you speak, 
in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And before we finish the broadcast, we, we'd like to give you an opportunity to worship the Lord with your money. Um, it's just, he's our provider. He's our provider. And we want to we wanna worship him and know him in every area of our lives. And this is something that we don't have to do. It's something we choose to do as a response to what he's done for us. And remember that love is never about have to. Love is about the power that has changed us from a legalistic mindset to a passion to want to. The love of Christ has has changed us. I, I mean, I grew up in a family that was trying to acquire money. And and when I got, came to know Christ, I became a person that wanted to be generous and trust God and worship him with my money and not being afraid that I wasn't going to have enough. So when you sow into Highway Church, you're sowing into the ministry. You're sowing into the message that we preach. We want this message to expand all across our nation and around the world. The love, the truth, the grace of God the Father. We want to, we want to see this grow and grow and grow that people everywhere would walk in the light of the love of the Father. So you can sow into this ministry. Uh, we encourage you to do so uh, through our website, highwaychurch.us. Just click on Give. In the menu, of course, texting as well is a simple way to do it, 508-502-7733. All the information is there on your screen. You can also write a check to Highway Church, send it in the mail to our P.O. box as well. All the information on your screen, it's on our giving page on our website. And uh, let's worship him right now with our money. Father, we thank you for new life in you. Lord, regardless of what's happening in the economy, and the world around us, Father. We worship you with our money because this economy is not our source. You are our source. You are our provider. And it is so much fun to watch you bless us financially, to watch you uh, move in our financial life, to watch you do things that are supernatural. And, Lord, we worship you. We bring to you not only 10%, but offerings on top of that, Father. And we say, Father, let the message of your love, your truth, and your grace just all throughout our nation and around the world as we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Wednesday night, we're continuing with our Bible study, Your Big Mouth. (laughs) If you missed last Wednesday, make sure you check it out. You'll be glad you did. Nothing is bigger in your life than the words you choose to believe and to speak. We love you guys so much. We'll see you Wednesday night. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at highwaychurch.us and josephbosco.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.